Collins is next. Hello everyone, welcome once again to Fun Pop, podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and with me as always, Dr. Brooks Oglesby, PhD. I'm here and I'm loving it. How's it going, everybody? Fantastic. Great. Uh, are we ready to talk in our normal voices for the next hour or so? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, hello. I'm I'm here and we're talking about uh, Siamese it's, Dream. It's me, Billy Corgan. I'm it? Billy Corgan, mate. I'm Billy Corgan in it. I'm from Chicago. I invented the Hummer, didn't I? I invented the Hummer. It's a car. <laughs> I'm in me mom's car. <laughs> uh, we That's so- how Billy Corgan talks. So I have something that I found very interesting about Siamese Dream, the Smashing Pumpkins release. I learned a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, man. What did you learn? Uh, this went quadruple platinum, selling over 6 million copies, and it is widely regarded by many critics as one of the greatest albums of all time, apparently. And this is, if I recall correctly, this is one of your sort, you're filling in... A, a piece of music history that you're not super familiar with? Is so that I, I, j- I just one? knew uh, a couple of the songs on it. And I was like, let me hear that whole album. Yeah, I knew that Smashing Pumpkin had, like, it was an early 90s thing. It was, like, kind of, kind of, like, grungy and mumbly. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know that much about it, except that our, our uh, super fan wrestling man is that, what we call him. That's Billy Corgan is call here. Me. That's what they call me as well. All three of us so, go by that. Be- best of the Super Juniors is on, huh? It's time to get into my old persona. Yeah, did you make it down to Billy's spiritual beliefs section on Wikipedia? No, but that seems very fun. There's uh, some things that, when he gets into sort of, you know, like the, how his spiritual beliefs affect his political beliefs, it's, if you can imagine, uh, not always great. But mm-hmm. in an interview on the Howard Stern Show, Corgan claims to have once had an encounter with a person who had the ability to shapeshift. Okay, that probably happened. That's cool. Uh, do you want to clarify that or no? No. All right. Uh, that was fine. yeah. That was it. Was it had an annotate? Like it had the the source. Uh-huh. Um, so in 2018, he described himself as a free market libertarian capitalist, and he voiced discontent with social justice warriors, comparing them to Maoist cult members in the Ku Klux Klan. He dated Tila Tequila. There's a lot that was Did going you on see, as well. So I saw that in the political beliefs section. Did you see where he voiced his discontent with social justice warriors? What show he was on? Oh, with radio host and conspiracy theorist Alex Jones yeah, in 2016. Cool. Yeah, and he's a free market libertarian capitalist, so that's really cool for him. But also, he saw he saw like a he, he saw somebody who shapeshifted. Yeah, so you know it's impossible to say uh, if if he's good or bad or not. Uh, so you know, uh, <laughs> I like I just like the order that the personal life section goes in. Mental health, okay. Involvement yeah. with sports. Mastered. Mastered. <laughs> Spiritual beliefs, family and romantic relationships, political beliefs, and finally we round things out with diet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go, going in order, increasing order of uh, of importance here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, B- Billy Billy Corman contains multitudes, is what I'm led to believe. Yeah, we all, yeah, if we all had to have a Wikipedia page with 20,000 words on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They would all include... The time when we went on Alex Jones and said, I saw, like, a spaceman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely would happen. Um, what did what did you think of this album? It kind of... I kind of washed... It kind of rolled right off my brain, if uh-huh. that makes sense. Uh-huh. I think... So, here's a lot of... I was doing a lot of job this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of sort of, you know, spreadsheet, computer, things of that nature. And it was good listening for that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... When you're just doing spreadsheets at job, and, like, you just put in noise-canceling headphones, and you listen to Siamese Dream a couple times, mm-hmm. 
What it's not ideal for is when you have a podcast about what you're listening to. Yeah. And you're supposed to, like, be attentive to what uh, is happening to your because ears. Because a lot of it is just, like, <laughs> there's a lot of that kind of going on. Uh, yeah, so the there's world. there was little, there was very little that I actively disliked, mm-hmm. but there was also, there were, like, I would just sort of, like, uh, enter a fugue state for 40 minutes and then be like, fuck, I... Let me go back to the beginning, and then I would immediately enter a fugue stake before yeah, the yeah. end of Cherub Rock. Be- because my my whole thing is like, man, the guitars in this album sounds real fucking good. Let's listen to that. And then my, uh, you know, my, like, after diving deep into it and listening to it in its entirety a few times, my thoughts are, man, the guitars in that album sound pretty fucking good, huh? Uh, yeah, so. well, that's, it's good to, it's good to know, you know? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. And I'm glad to have you on the show, because if it was just me, I wouldn't have even known that. Uh, um, yes, I... Did you you were you a fan more of a fan of the Guitar Hero or the Rock Band? Did you have No, I was I was a uh I was a Guitar Hero partisan for a long time. I was very excited about when Rock Band was announced. I still remember making a MySpace bulletin about it. Mm-hmm. But Guitar Hero 3 is where they lost me because they changed the like the developer changed and like the the timing on the notes. Not everybody agrees with me on this one, but like the timing of the notes is different from 3 on. It mm-hmm. doesn't there's there's something tactile going on, and that's the only reason I couldn't beat Tom Morello the first try. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was a big fan of Guitar Hero when it came out, but I immediately jumped ship to Rock Band um, because that game has drums in it. So it's so it's one. so fun. It's and I do like that it, it does. Uh, this is such a fucking hack joke, but it's so it's it is nice that it does replicate the experience of like playing bass because it's the shitty one that's not fun and yeah, nobody likes the to one do that it. No one wants to do. Yeah. Especially because it it's rock band, so it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna play, um, put all these songs where the bass is just kind of the guy playing the the, the same root note, the worst solo of all time. Yeah, so so are we gonna come up with funk band or like jazz band? No, all right, I'll just I'll just oh, keep playing. It just, the same it's just it's it's one long button the size of five buttons, huh? Cool, yeah, fantastic. Can't wait. Uh, but when you when you play the real bass and you, and you, the strings are big, you say this is nice. Now I would like that. It's it's fun, but to I play. do I do like the um you know the 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 feeling of like after if you're playing a hard or expert mode on drums you're basically playing drums you're basically playing drums yeah uh, and you know every, no there's no one who would dispute that um, yeah the reason I ask is because the first song on here Cherub Rock bridged the gap between both and it was on both of them it was on both interesting yeah. so that that's a fun little treat for us here let me see how how far okay not very down not very far down on the set list either so it seems like it's a pretty pretty doable. accessible song we're not we're not playing run to the it's it's here. before you get to the devil went down to georgia boss okay. yeah exactly that's cool uh-huh. uh first first uh track on here cherub rock uh this is where billy corkin finds himself suddenly associated with a counterculture that he never identified with or was included in did you think about yeah that? I, my feeling on it if i can just speak openly is like the opening figure is a sneaky twist on a rush riff that lights us up. We have lift off to the planet now or never. The song's message is aimed squarely at the empty hearts of our detractors who question our doleful mix of cheeky sincerity and our lack of reverence for false indie gods and also carefully posed pedestals. Shame that little has changed since then. Amen, brothers and sisters. That's the, how I felt the, about the cool, this one. The cool thing about this album is you got a lot of uh, Billy Corgan notes on it. There's a this he, interesting fella. Mm-hmm. He's He's got a lot of... He's, it's cool that he talks like Maximilian Pegasus when he's not <laughs> yeah. singing. When he's not singing, he's like, "Oh, isn't it deviously delightful?" But uh, yeah, he's like, he's like calling the drummer from Sublime and being like, "Yugi boy, yeah, Yugi my boy, you activate my Millennium puzzle." Uh, go relinquish. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> he's playing fucking tuned Summon Skull, and the entire band is breaking up again. 
Right, yeah. I feel like the Smashing Pumpkins has broken up more times than any other band that's ever existed. I think so. Uh, Man, that, could you just, imagine? Hmm. Could you imagine being at the the pit of a Smashing Pumpkin show, and mm-hmm. then he brings out Red Eyes Black Dragon in real life? That'd be so that, fucking cool, that dude. Would be, that would fucking whip ass, dude. Yeah. You see, oh, uh, he, oh, here comes the solo. He just slaps on a dual disc and goes to town. Uh, oh shit, Jinzo's here. Jinzo, Fuck yeah, dude. Whoa, awesome. <laughs> I thought he was more like a math rock guy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Jinzo only listens to Sun O, and that's it. Yeah. It, it, it plays out of his ears or whatever. He's a speaker. I'm at the fucking Bonnie Vare show. Celtic Guardian standing right in front Celtic, of me. This shit yeah. sucks. Yeah. Can't see shit. Uh, every every uh, band has a summon. It's like the Iron Maiden albums, but they're all Summon Skull instead of Eddie. Summon, I'm gonna, let me Google Summon Skull and just look at him. I haven't done that in a while. He's made of skull. So He's so cool. He's, he's And if probably, I remember right, there's even like a fusion with like a... Let's oh, Archfiend's Manifestation. That's pretty cool. You know, There's a lot of you cool know what Yu-Gi-Oh I cards. thought was the sickest shit when I was a kid? That Gaia the Fierce Knight could fuse with the dragon and become like Gaia. Gaia the Dragon Champion? Yeah. It was just, they, they were two things put together, but they it poly- kicks ass. polymerized into that. Yeah, it's Freaking Diglett sweet. walked so that Gaia the Fierce Knight could run. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. Yu-Gi-Oh. Man, that's, so that's what Cherub Rock's about mostly. Yeah. I... That's uh, the thing with this album. I've listened to Cherub. You can check my last FM. I've listened to Cherub Rock probably eight to ten times in the last week, mm-hmm. and I, it's it's just like like tears in the rain. Mm-hmm. Well, who wants honey as long as there's some money? You know, it's like you right. sh- you know how usually we have the uh, the song that's like oh it's so hard being on the road and being a famous rock band. Um, th- yes, this one starts with uh, actually I didn't want to be famous at all. Um, yeah, I and, wouldn't front the scene if they paid me. I get it's, it. It's your fault that that I'm famous. So mm-hmm. did you ever think of that? It's also a little. Uh, it's a little alienating for me because he keeps saying like "Let me out," which mm-hmm. it, it's let like, me it's, out. Yeah, it's, it's it's as if he's inadvertently let the fiend into his industry. Okay, so we got the fiend on track one on this, on this album. Just, so that's how this episode. If I know that I'm going to like more of like a brooding, melancholy, or maybe evil album. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's I'm basically listening to it in the Firefly Funhouse. You don't you don't feel some some sort of I don't know way about a guy who wanted to be like a famous rock star and then he became a famous rock star and he said I don't like it. That doesn't. And then like... he said he said he said I don't like it and then he bought the worst wrestling company of all yep. time. Uh, that's 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 what you do when you're just like looking for. Well, that's what any like you know libertarian free market capitalist would do is just buy uh, the worst company that currently exists and then book book guys named like stunk on there as your all the stars are here yeah let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna let's just let's just up the i'm looking at their world heavyweight champions right now and it's it's really good Mm -hmm. i'm i'm scrolling down it's like Um, you go you go to the like nwa like heavyweight championship title lineage and it's like you're scrolling down the page. You're like, "Wow, I love this." Luthes, wow, Harley Don Race, Morocco, Gorgeous George, all Dusty the stars Rhodes, are here. Sting, Ric Flair. Okay, I'm going down. All right, there's Jeff Jarrett. Okay, Blue Demon Jr. All right, uh, cool. Nick Aldis. Huh? Wait a second. <laughs> Hold uh, on. Okay. <laughs> I feel like things took a turn here. A current champion, Tyrus, did not know that. Yeah, dude, uh, sense, formerly though, known on... <laughs> as Brodus Clay, and also the host of Fox Nation's show UnPC with Tyrus. That's so sick that he used to be a guy who would, like, dance with babes, and now he has a Fox News show. And he's He really was a dinosaur-themed champion. dancer, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. he was the Funkasaurus, and we're not kidding. 
And yeah, one yeah. time they were one time they were scheduled to, the Funkasaurus and his Funkadactyls were scheduled to have the penultimate match at WrestleMania mm-hmm. and then their match was getting their match was like getting cut because they were running over time. So John Cena did Tyrus a solid by saying, "Oh, how many minutes do you need to go out there and do a funky dance routine, brother? Uh, I'll I'll go tell them that I have to do a shit before the main event and I'll get, I'll buy you 8 to 12 minutes." And he did. That's that's why we love John Cena. That's why we love John Cena because he goes to take um, a shit at the most important times of his life. He knows that he knows that it's not a sign of weakness to take a shit. It's actually a sign of control. You can you can change the world with one. With Hi, one, Kim's uh, back. We were just talking back. about uh, John Cena taking a shit. Oh, did he do that? If you want to like hop in or well, add. when did he take the shit? At WrestleMania. So so like in the bathroom. So the Funkasaurus could do a dance. He took a shit. Uh huh. Somebody call my there, mama. Uh, there was a guy and his name was the Funkasaurus. Mm. Um, and he did it. And he's sort of like a heterodox right-wing and thinker now. He's like a... Yeah, and now he has a, a Fox News show. The, Funkasaurus? The Funkasaurus, yeah. So that's how, right, where we're at now. We're talking about the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. So. That sounds really fun. I'm glad to it's be not, part of this. Um, it's not. It's quite miserable, but thank you for supporting me in my endeavors. Here's what I don't like about the song Cherub Brock. What don't you like about it? So it came out when I... This album came out when I was like four months old, basically. Mm. I wasn't listening to it at the time. Mm. I don't believe that people were saying the word hipsters back then. And he said he starts verse two by saying, oh, 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 hipsters unite. I don't don't don't. Isn't that how it always works? Is that like something, you know, takes a hold. And by the time it becomes popular, that's when it's like, you know, overdone. You know what I mean? Like, I know that like there was like if you go back to like 1920 and you 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 say, draw me a picture of a hipster, like they'll just draw you like a picture of a guy with a hat. And like that's that was like a different thing. But the hat would be like really tall. Like a l- yeah, it would be like a Marge Simpson hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel. I just feel like the term became a term in like two thousand. It was in two thousand six. It was coined on IcanHashCheeseburger dot com. I think. Okay, so that's in my opinion, official. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. It's a challenging thing to discover when like people use terms before you before you were around, and I I'm gonna choose to like not. I don't think that's right. I don't think you should have been using that word. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know. In, in in many ways, uh, he was ahead of his time. So, yeah, in uh, some ways, for sure. Yeah, I I was still on the uh, the Tyrus re- parentheses wrestler page. Yeah, if you want to talk about Tyrus, let's circle no, back. And, and I did my just from where I was I was about to close out of the page and head back on over to Genius, but it says, um, though a f- supporter of former President Donald Trump, he did not vote in 2016, and it is unclear whether he did in the subsequent elections. So, <laughs> uh, that's what someone who voted uh, for Donald Trump two times would say. Yeah, he's unsettling my entire orthodoxy. Whoa. (laughs) He's changing the entire conversation about the two-party system. Whoa. I'm I'm, I'm learning so much today about things that I wish I didn't. But yeah, it'd be cool if Tyrus was like Trump's running mate this time around. That would be really awesome. Like we need someone way, (laughs) we need some, a new cooler vice president. Uh, And I think I know just the guy. It's the NWA world heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, the next song we have here is Quiet, uh, but that's a trick because there's a lot of noise in it. Yeah. Siamese Dream is an undeniably personal album for songwriter Billy Corgan. As he puts it, every song is about some sort of relationship. Quiet, a song about his favorite Metal Gear Solid Five character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's about Quiet from the, from the game. Uh, something, something interesting that pops up across this, this genius page is how they say the Smashing Pumpkins are like guitar virtuosos. You know, they're like, oh, they're so... There was an enjoyable solo on this one. I'll say that. I I wouldn't call... I wouldn't say virtuoso, though. No, no offense, you know. That's a a very strong word. Yeah, 
you have to be like the the kid who played Canon and D on YouTube to be. If you're not like carving your own guitars out of a tree, mm-hmm. then like I don't think you can be that. Or like if you were like the guy who was like, what if we put a sixth string on it? Like that that was a virtuoso. That, that was a virtuoso maneuver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just one one humble take. Um, <laughs> I like. <Yeah. laughs> I scrolled down and just saw a couple of comments from Phases Twenty Eight. The pumpkin song hit me harder and harder as I get older, especially as a guitarist. I'm in total awe and have a hint of envy over that tone Corgan came up with on his fifty-seven Strat. It just punches you in the face. Remember, I mentioned the guitar nerds—they love just how this album sounds because uh-huh. it's just a million guitar tracks just blasting you in the dick. Uh, three years ago, ago, uh, Genius User Bird Sruss said terrible songwriting, crying emoji, crying laughing, <laughs> crying laughing. Uh, so, you know, we have both uh-huh. sides of the story here. Uh, uh, Grandma, can I have the 59 sound for Christmas? Ac- actually <laughs> oh. gets 57 strat 50, by mistake. 57 Fuck. strat, everything went better than expected. <laughs> uh, how was, the, how was, uh, hey, how was, how was Gaslight? We, we saw Gaslight's anthem, uh, last, last Friday. Uh, it was in Atlantic City. And they didn't play the Bruce Springsteen song, which is kind of a, you know, cop out if you ask me. Wow. But it was at like the hard rock casino or whatever and a fucked up thing that they make you do to get to the venue that's inside the hard rock casino is you have to walk through the casino yeah and Um, you have to like walk past the all the like elvis's nasty sandwiches behind the glass and and stuff and all the slot machines exploding and everything and a thing that i noticed and singer of the gaslight anthem brian fallon also commented on as he was up on stage said hey there are designated smoking areas in the casino it's weird Uh, one of the last places on god's green earth where you can smoke indoors and it's at the hard rock in atlantic city uh and they they, it's not like uh (laughs) you know like roped off or anything like they're just kind of there and then you walk into it and you you physically have to like push through a cloud of dust uh yeah well we learned in recent years that if you just sort of like will your uh will your exhalations to like not Mm -hmm. go away from your body then that you can just like sort of like not spread any of that Mm -hmm. uh and show's pretty good you know, uh, yeah. I'm at the stage of my life where I just stand in the back with my arms folded. Um, yeah, you're, just, you're, you're neighborhood watch. Like, you're just yeah. making sure everything's okay. They still got it. So, you know, good mm-hmm. for them. Um, Even Billy doesn't like this song very much. Well, it was, it was, uh, he's saying quiet because that's, that's what he wants at the end of the track and then go right. to the next one. Yeah. He says there are stronger songs in the gaggle. So he felt uncomfortable with the song at number two, but he also yeah. wrote in the liner notes. But it still has a nice adrenaline to it, an icy sheen that gets over because it does ask for excessive quiet while giving none at all. Uh, Billy Corgan, I am going to kill you. I'm like, it's, listen, man, like this, it's annoying. Like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not like a virtuoso yet. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe if we, we re-release our like old Potomatic Game of Thrones episodes, mm-hmm. we like remaster and re-release them. Maybe I will be like, you know, like. The adrenaline when you know uh, we said like, what is, if it, what if Hank Hill had a dragon? Like it, that was it would, really. It would make sense if this was you know a comment from the time that the album was originally released, and you're kind of like, yeah, I'm like I'm like a a deep I'm like the guy from the yeah. Course. If you're like an annoying yeah. grunge guy in 1993, that is how you should be talking. But this he said this in 2011. 
He was like talking to Alex Jones. Yeah, as so he, said, he like, was like fifty years old telling Alex Jones that you can't say adrenaline. That quiet, which is that for those of you who aren't reading it, it's like adrenaline, but the last syllable is it's hyphenated and it's lean, like mm-hmm. the the cough syrup beverage. And he said that and put that on an official. He had to write that down because he knew he would feel too. That'll stupid. be there after he's dead. Like that's one of the things that like one day mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. Ozymandias himself, the, yeah. that he said the word adrenaline and meant it and mm-hmm. it made people buy it to mm-hmm. see it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can we talk about today? Yeah. Well, now you, speaking of quiet, you and now feel ashamed of the words and deeds from before, because much like other songs on this album, I recently found out it's about killing yourself. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> I instantly liked this one because it had, it has the, the, the twinkly, sort of like dr- the twinkly dreamy, twink- twinkly guitars, like uh-huh. that, it's crisp. I, it's, I, it's the low energy fuzzy guitars that just shut my ear off. But when I, you're I, like, yeah, I, I do like. Um, if I if maybe I can insert some adrenaline. I do like the uh, juxtaposition of the twinkly guitar with the, with the wall of sound of the distorted fuzzy guitars. It makes it because it's like it's a happy sound, but it's about a secret sadness. Damn, it makes you think. Yeah, uh, me hearing this in 1998, five years old. Damn, today was the greatest day I've ever known. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I played. Ice Ma- I played Mario. Ice Cube today. resigned. <laughs> Fuck I you, did Ice think Cube. it, yeah. Fuck you, Ice Cube. <laughs> um, I like that verse two is just like sort of a list of like ways in which you can like do harm to yourself, and it ends with my tummy hurts, which is my, true. And yeah. like that, that's like, like I, I, you know, I hope I get run over by a bus, and mm-hmm. oh man, my tummy hurts. Like that, is, you do want to build to like the worst thing, yeah, because the worst it's, way it's talking about feel. like scars and and bruises and all the regrets you have in life, and then ow, my my stomach, it hurting, yeah, it hurt, it hurt today. <laughs> which which today is that was my favorite nine inch nails cover for sure <laughs> today is the most recent day that my tummy hort so oh yeah mine as well uh-huh. it's uh you know if it, i didn't have this if i didn't have this podcast i might have called off work we're at, like, i'm at the point now where it's like the other day i woke up and like i felt fine and i was like oh this is a bad omen for later uh because, yeah because it hasn't hit me yet and it will at some point uh, yeah, if I'm in if I'm in stable condition and nothing's gone in there yet, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, me at me at seven a.m. is about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I do want to talk about the end where he's going. I want to turn you on. Yeah, I also wanted to discuss that uh, as th- did some this, some some readers. This section could be discussing two things. One, yeah, Billy's now ex, right? He could be he's talking about his ex girlfriend. That's what I feel like a lot of songs at this time were about. Uh, number two, drugs. So, the yeah, I are at it again. It's also potentially a reference to the Beatles, A Day in the Life. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. recognizing patterns is so important, mm-hmm. but uh. Yeah, I hate when, like, my wife hears me saying, uh, I want to turn you on in the other room, but I was just talking to my drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing that I'm always saying. That's, that's how I when think I activate. When it's time for drugs, I say, I'd yeah. say, turn me on, dead men, and I, I hit the blunt. <laughs> my voice activated blunt that I spent $1 million at the vape store at. Uh, yeah. I need to get I said, uh, Alexa, watch me swallow the roach, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, I I love the way this is this is phrased. You know how they have like the questions about this this song. Do the Siamese Dreamliner notes say anything about today? Uh, And then someone comments, "Yes, in fact, they do." Uh, So does every other song on the album. So yeah, that's what liner notes are. I think Uh, he did say that they they were standing in their dingy rehearsal space and the amps were a buzzing. So. 
no, that's another another time I'm gonna kill him. That's yeah, this is this is just this is uh, you know. Uh, Teacher said I had to had to write a story about my day using at least ten different adjectives. Uh huh. <laughs> Just every got to modify every noun, huh? Uh. With some scrabble ass word. I wasn't sure why I needed to sing. I want to turn you on, but in hindsight, it makes perfect sense. Locked in the dust of a new millennium. Hey man, what? Cool man, you can't. It's nineteen ninety three. You can't. That was not that we, close. We weren't there yet. Um. Anyway, that's today. I I think if today comes on the radio, I don't change it. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> and that's today. That's our show. That's All right, today. that was we bye pretty bye. much covered it. Bye, honey. No, uh, we got to talk about Hummer. Next, we have Hummer. Um, and this, I I lost my goddamn mind when I uh was doing research on the song. Me as well, because he said he didn't know the Hummer was a car. He said and he was, also he also didn't know it was it was he didn't know it was about blowjohns either he yeah he didn't they I before I even opened the notes I was like oh that'll be what I talk about like I didn't know they had like big SUVs or like mouth stuff back in 1993 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that is yeah that is uh, Billy feels the same way he's like I just invented this word about a guy who hums yeah when I was talking about all the times I mentioned cranking hog I was I was talking about one of those like sea and safe farm animal toys you're doing ro- you're doing rotisserie on your pork for dinner yeah and I said the that pig, still sounds like the, the same thing says oink uh, that's what I yeah. meant all those times when I talked about Jon Snow playing with that toy uh, yeah so yeah. I've heard that there's a car called a Hummer I heard that Monica gave Bill a Hummer in the White House but quite honestly in my innocent I've, youth I imagined it being someone who just walked around humming a song to himself he did the he did the thing of when someone's like hey have you ever heard of of uh of uh like Stinkfoot and you're like oh yeah yeah, yeah I've heard of Stinkfoot I haven't listened to them that much like yeah he's doing that for like oh yeah I heard the president got a blowjob but you know yeah. like I haven't really looked into it that way have you listened to like the new King Giz album I've heard about it I've, I guess I know of it I've heard the name before. Yeah. Bill Clinton. Yeah, I've Does heard that, that guy. Yeah. He was the president, right? Yeah, okay. I follow He did that shit. Yeah. Did he do anything else? Oh. All right. <laughs> I don't know. But um, this is about being the lonesome iconoclast. He, hums, <laughs> he, hums, he marches to a beat only he can hear. He, he, yeah, he marches to the beat of his own hum. Whoa. <laughs> don't get me started. Put that shit in the liner notes. Let's go. I feel like in, in uh, what the artists have said about the song. Uh, he said, it's a beautiful song in that its tonality lends a message that is hard to convey, but bigger than its original intention. I feel like you can't say you wrote your a beautiful song. Like, I feel like no, that's one thing you're not allowed to say. You gotta, you gotta like, do it as a joke. You yeah. Gotta, it's a, it, this is gonna be a great record. A great, it's gonna be the best season ever. Yeah, I f- I'm in the best shape of my life. I just wrote the most beautiful song anyone has ever heard. Uh, and it's called Hummer, and don't make any jokes about it. <laughs> It's about a word I invented. It's called blowjob, and it's about like when you go to the candy store and get a lollipop. And you get it, yeah. It's it's when you have to blow up all the balloons for your friend's birthday party uh, before they get there. Uh huh. You have yeah. to do a blowjob. It's yeah. a living. It's yeah. Oh well. <laughs> um, we want to go to the next one. Yeah. Next we have Rocket. Uh, and this one is about uh, Elon Musk and his SpaceX corporation, which I'm yeah. sure uh, Billy Corgan really loves. I bet he love, fucking loves him. Uh-huh. Does Billy? Does I bet Billy is Billy Corgan on Twitter? I bet he has checkmark. Let's let's do some. Let's see if Billy Corgan he has, has checkmark. To be. He, he oh he's at Billy. Respect. That's okay. That's pretty good. Um, no checkmark for Billy. Oh, okay. Uh, but he did retweet the NWA three hours ago, so it's still. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Damn, posted two times in the last 50 minutes, huh? Uh, Respect. World Goth Day, yeah, he posted that. Um, okay. okay. Are, are they, like, like, are they, like, of... touring right now? Is he playing music? What's this guy doing? Yeah, is it Ava, Ava Adore? Ava Adore, is that... Okay, man, that's I... from their fourth album, Adore. Okay. Yeah, man, I don't fucking know. Uh, they, like, try to do... It looks like he's going for, like, kind of a papa thing. Well, you know. Yeah. If, if he... If, if, he's trying. If he did this in the, uh... It's it's weird because the one other thing I knew the Smashing Pumpkins from in my childhood was The Simpsons when when Smashing Pump they said Smashing Pumpkins and I scrolled yes. down and that was literally on his page so the Homer line yeah um, and he's we there love that. and he's yeah. saying hello I'm Smashing Pumpkin uh-huh. uh huh funny funny uh, Homer did you see the Rocket film that came out uh no I did not about the raccoon and his friends oh no I I I heard it was pretty good. Which it I... was pretty. It was pretty good. It was one of the better ones. Certainly mm-hmm. the best one in recent years. Dave's in it. Number t- number two is when they they. Number saw... two is when the thing is here, and he says, "My name is Ego, the Living Planet, and I'm not a bad guy. Yeah, and the I'm guy actually named normal. Ego is just like a normal. He's like, what's up? I'm a, I'm a man. Like I'm a human. My name is Ego, the guy who gave your mom death cancer, and mm-hmm. that's don't pay. It. That means a different thing on my planet. Yeah. And anyway, I'm your dad. Um, and I could, I seen, I saw both of those movies, could not tell you a single fucking thing that happened in either of them. Yeah, uh, so. I bet, I, um, I'm sad to hear that you, actually I'm happy to hear that you forgot about it, because there is a part where during the big climactic fight, um, Star-Lord Chris Pratt's changes his, uh, form into a giant Pac-Man, and like, goes waka waka, and like, goes and like, tries to eat his dad. And I like the movie generally, except for that part. And that part, I was like, I need a wellness and, check on myself right now, pronto. And that, that happened in the second movie. That happened in the second movie, the okay. one that's about dad trauma. I do not remember. Does he turn into, like, a Sonic the Hedgehog in this one? or like? I a... think... No, he he has a, he's, he's just kind of, like, sad dick about it because his wife got killed in another movie that he wasn't in. But then she come back? She come back, but she's different now. Oh, okay. Because she's like, I don't have the memories of when we were together, so now I'm, like, different. Oh, we had to find a way to. I was an avatar life. instead recently. I have only have memories of my whale friend. Now. I was I was blue, and now I'm green again, and it's causing me very confused things to think about. And Chris Pratt's like, that's okay that my storyline's not compelling because there's a we got eyebrows kid in it for this one. Oh, is he is he like an alien? Yeah, okay. uh, he's he he plays Adam Warlock. Ah, uh, Adam Warlock from my video game. Yeah, he two cards if you're winning the location. Two cards, yeah, very yeah, you know, yeah. I said the eyebrows kid in, is in it. I didn't say his name, but you thought of him, didn't you? I, I knew him. I know who he is. He's Adam Warlock from my video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is about, he plays kind of a, like a cool guitar for a second, and then he talks about Jesus. So, yeah, that's, that's it's got of... the signature guitar wall sound, I'm told, which is the thing I don't care for that the band is known for, I guess. Which, so. which I find, because you like it when a, a, a person's voice comes through a telephone. Yes. Uh, but you don't like it when one million guitars do that. Is what I'm learning. Yeah, I don't. Not as much. Okay. Because it's like guitars are supposed. They're objects. They're supposed to sound like objects. But when like person voice sounds like object, it's like oh shit. Mm, Okay. This is freaking cyberpunk. But what about what about when uh, Tom Rage Against the Machine makes his guitar? He makes it sound like a like a Pac Man or something. See, we're coming back. Yeah. That that must be extra. I different. I like it. I like it when Peter Frampton makes his guitar say like hello, like he talks like the ET animatronic. Okay, so so what I'm learning is you like when Frampton comes alive, but not you don't care much for other. uh... I think it's yeah. I think it's cool when a guitar says hi. What's up? (laughs) 
I'm just, for the next next gift giving opportunity, I'm just getting you a talk box and nothing else, and you're gonna have to figure cool. out. Cool. I'm gonna get you a vinyl record of Frampton Comes Alive that we can <laughs> listen to together. Great. Oh, awesome! I can't wait. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's that's whatever. Rocket uh, disarmed is next, and this one's kind of annoying because. I, I wanted to do the, the voice. killer in me. The it's killer, killer in you. you. Uh, but this song is about when he was abused as a child. So I kind of like, uh, like this one, honestly, because he's he's at least like he's crooning a little I bit on this to one. Be a little boy. He, he, yeah, me it? too. You feel it? I I also was a little boy. <laughs> I also was a little old boy in my big shoes. Uh-huh. With the Velcro on them, and everyone, everyone uh-huh. laughed at me. And I had to go to the store to get my mom a new pair of shoes because she was going to meet Jesus soon. <laughs> yeah. It's Christmas Eve, <laughs> and these sketches are just, <laughs> just her size. That's what that song's about. I I remember like hearing this for for, for most of my life, basically, because I was two when it came out. You know, Be right. like, oh, the killer in me is the killer in you. That's like that's dark. And then he's like, yeah, I couldn't kill my parents um, because I was a child. Uh, so anyway, it's like, well, hold on a second. Right. I wish I could have turned into Pac-Man and mm-hmm. ate my dad like mm-hmm. Pac-Man did. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than have an angry, angry, violent song, I thought I'd write something beautiful and make them realize what tender feelings I have in my heart and make them re- feel really bad for treating me like shit. <laughs> Which, like, I, okay, I understand you're using your, like, artistic vision to express, you know, the trauma you went through as, totally. as a child. But if... And, and again, has anyone who has, like, done something bad seen, you know, the satire or, or scathing critique about them and been like, damn, I was wrong? Sure. You know? Yeah, it's the it's it's the Kurt Vonnegut cream pie thing. Yeah. Uh, but I like the song because it uh, it glommed onto my brain in a way that most of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that this is the one where it's like, the killer in me. So, like, that, mm-hmm. I have to respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also because this one isn't about just, like... Everybody, whatever they had before Warp Tour, is fake. Uh huh. I, I, th- there must have been something, right? Like before, there, there was, there been... were thirty years between Woodstock original and Warp Tour. Exactly, because I was gonna say Woodstock. There I had feel to be like concerts. They only, did, in they that only did a couple of those. Um, there was a thirty-year period where the band Kiss was having concerts, and then we decided to do festivals again in the nineties. Oh, at the uh, at the the Hard Rock uh, Casino, New Jersey. Throughout it, throughout it, they just have like here's something that a uh, someone performed in, you know, and it's in like a big like metal case or something, and it was like here's a stupid outfit that Kiss wore um, on one tour, <laughs> uh, and then next to it would just be like here's a guitar Bob Dylan used, and it's like yeah, can can we like y- what you should do is organize this by like genre so I know what sections I want to look in. So yeah, there like, should be oh, like a good music section and a bad music section. Exactly. So I can be like, oh, this is the good section where like f- these were the shoes that Frampton came alive in. Yeah. Uh, and this is where like Gene Simmons shit shit his ass and said Toronto or whatever. Like, <laughs> so I know to stay away from there. Uh, yeah, I would. I would unironically love going to like the soiled clothes wing. Mm-hmm. Where you can just see, like, like these are like where Elvis came his pants. It, and, and it was just so like they would just have. Some stuff that's like, oh, okay, a guitar Bob Dylan played. Like, that's kind of cool, I guess, and he autographed it or whatever. Here's the suit that the guy from ZZ Top wore. It's like, what? Why? Yeah. Okay. Here's the scissors that ZZ Top would use for his beard. I yeah, do you like it? No, not particularly. No, I, let me let me touch the guitar that Bob touched. Yeah, I want to I wanna look at that. Here's, oh, I want to feel his power. Wow, here's the drum set 
from this like famous concert that the Who played in New Jersey one time. It does just seem like the Hard Rock gets whatever. It especially I, like it's it's not. I feel like the Vegas one has. That's where you have you know your heavy hitters. Uh, the oh, New I'd be Jersey. pissed. I'd be pissed off if I was if I if like my iconic item, my Brooks's Blue Yeti microphone, was like mm. in the Tampa Bay Hard Rock. Like that sucks. Put yeah, me in it's, the real it's one. It's like it's like the Las Vegas Hard Rock gets Bob Dylan's harmonica. You know, yeah, like, totally. That's that's the the main main attraction there. But New Jersey, you get like one of the guitars. You use you use that like six on stage. You get one of them. Yeah, you know? I found out that the Orlando Hard Rock at Universal City Walk has an entire section of the Berlin Wall just sitting outside, <laughs> okay. kind of unmarked. Yeah. And it just yeah, man. I guess yeah, like Mr. Gorbachev was a big Alice Cooper fan, so they, they kind of did like yeah. a swap and kind of got a piece of the wall. Oh, there. the fucking Alice Cooper Halloween Horror Nights house was so fucking scary. Well, it spooked you. Yeah, because it was like Alice, Co- like he was, it was, you were waiting in line and you would hear like, school's out. And it's like, that's, I'm feeling great. And then you would get inside the haunted school bus and it's like, oh shit, I got to walk through this entire fucking thing. How old do you think There's, Alice Cooper is? I think Alice Cooper is 91 years old. Alice Cooper is 75 years old. Cool. Still going strong, you know. I feel like he's kind of got the, maybe I'm, I'm it's just my uh, reference pool because I'm young, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's one of the people who has the old person gene where like he's the, never been young. Just, yeah. Like, like he the Ric probably, Flair style. He probably looks exactly like right now as he did when he was in Wayne's World. Like no, no change whatsoever. Yeah. Like, no, I, I'm, I Googled Alice Cooper Young. This is a different person. That's not mm-hmm. Alice. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Crack that. Me. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um... Anyway, th- this song is, uh, it's, it's different than the other ones on the album, so that's why you remember it more. Yeah, it sounds, this, song, it this, uh, this song is about uh, what if you, like, went to the Hard Rock Cafe and it was like, here's where, uh, here's like a, a condom that Anthony Kiedis used. Cool. God damn it. Okay, thanks, I guess. And it's in, oh, like, cool. a gigantic... Do you, do you have to put it as, like, the, the middle, like, the, the little, like, mood piece at the middle of our table? Yeah, does it have to be the I'm first try- thing you see? I'm trying to in? eat my $16 single chicken nugget and fries. Yeah. D- d- on the way out, we were hungry, and we stopped at some place, and we got uh, french fries and mozzie sticks, and the, mo- the mozzie sticks at the Hard Rock were fucking good. That's like, good to know. No joke. So The next time I'm looking to get diarrhea 90 minutes away from my house, I think I might exactly. do that. The, the pizza looked fucking terrible, but the mozzie sticks were, were hitting just right. So, Do they have... They have to have, like, themed offerings, Yeah. Uh, it's been it's I'm been probably sure, a decade since so, I'm sure you could like Billy Joel's chicken fingers or some shit. Yeah, I'm sure if you go to like one of the sit down restaurants there, they do. But these were just like food air. Like it was, okay, it's kind of okay. like when you're at the airport, you know, and you're just like, oh, let's see whatever they got over here. Yeah. And let's see like, what Al Ball and Payne is. Yeah, let's I guess. Figure, let's figure that out uh, and see what they got going on in that section. Uh, next, we have Soma. Uh, have you ever read Brave New World? I didn't know that they were from Huxley until I was reading it Genius. Was I, I read Huxley's the first ten pages and I said, "This shit's boring," and then I put it down. Sorry yeah, if it's I, good. I, I remember it was even at the time in in my life where I would like check out books from the school library and read them. Like, yeah, for, totally for, for for my leisure. And yeah. even then, before I was like, you yeah, got a fucking girlfriend, let's yeah, go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, <laughs> when I definitely got a girlfriend the next day, not after uh-huh. I graduated high school. Respect. Uh, uh, and even then, I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. I'm not gonna. I'm good on that one. I'll pass. I, I actually, I really wanted to get into it because, like, a lot of my friends at the time were getting very into 1984, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna do the dystopian one. That's like, that's like different. It's a little less popular, but it's still you know well respected. And then I yeah. got to like page six of like, and then they they put the pigs on the shelf, and then the machine eats the pig, and then it spits out 
a machine. It's like I I can't I can't do this shit. I'm sorry. Uh, I I think one of you know B- B- Mr. Cor- Corgan's mentioned earlier that every one of these songs is about a different relationship that he had in his life, right? Um, yeah. And what I'm realizing now is that you know maybe like eight of the thirteen of them are about uh, no GF. Yeah. So, uh, there's only so many times you can say that before I'm yeah. like, all right, I I kind of understand your uh, <laughs> your struggles, I suppose, Mr. Corgan. This is about his relationship with the dung defender from Hollow Knight, because yeah. Soma is the word that he would always say. Yeah, Soma, 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 Soma. Man, dung defender is so good. He's so good. I miss him. Did you Can't feel... wait to see him in Silk Song three months from now. Yeah, did you see, feel the same, like, whiplash I did when I saw it? It was like, oh, a, a update on Silk Song? Oh, okay. It was a real, like, George R. R. Martin-style update, where it's like, hey, I know you, I haven't told you if I'm, if I'm working on it in the last two years. I'm working on it. Yeah, the title, the title of the post just says, some news, and you're like, oh god, this could go that's either not, way. That's not good, no. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll... we'll unfortunately we we won't play it uh this summer but maybe right maybe this maybe over winter break you know i'm gonna i'm gonna snuggle up next to the fireplace with a copy of the winds of winter in one hand and and silk song in the other on my deadly switch yeah i like both of them i'm using my my talking corner for plush as a pillow and Mm -hmm. i'm leaning my head back so he does his he does his classic he's sort of a hummer if you think about it he's that's that's who he's a hummer he's a hummer yeah Uh, and and not in a sexual way no, yeah, he would. I mean, unless his wife—that's what his wife. Because he does—he does like his wife quite a bit. He does have have a, a loving marriage with his with his beautiful bug wife. <laughs> his wife, whose name is Bapanata. Bap- <laughs> <laughs> I love my beautiful wife, Bapanata. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, no, don't don't worry, Cornfer. You can go. You can. I have I have a lot of stuff to buy, uh, so you can like go down and you know d- make your maps some more. I'm gonna be hanging yeah. out here in the shop. <laughs> anyway, Bapanata, huh? <laughs> but- <laughs> Papanata, you seem unhappy. Yeah. I would never let you be <laughs> you, unhappy. Uh, 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 <laughs> Cornifer, you can stay down there, and, and I know your work is really important. Like, you should just focus on that. Oh, no, the Grim Troop is here, and they put their tent over the hole that Cornifer just went down. Oh, God. Wow, it seems like your husband's down there making maps a lot, huh? Don't you ever get lonely up here, huh? Don't, yeah. You want some company I'll, in the in yeah. shop? Do you like when he comes home and touches you with his grub hands? With his, with his nasty I'm hands. never touching those nasty little guys. Look at my hands. I got five fingers on them. You know, yeah, <laughs> like the normal way. I'm normal, and I'm 500 times bigger than you. <laughs> I could step on him. Don't, if you if you want me yeah, to step you, on you him, just me tell to, me. You want me to step on your husband? Like I yeah. can do that. It's not a big deal for me. You know, I know for some people it might be, but for me it would be whatever. How many? How many? So, how much geo? That's a lot. Damn. I'll be back later. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's so what that's Soma's what Soma's about. about. Yeah. Uh, you want to check him with the Patreon? Yeah, that'd be nice. Dot com slash post Game of Thrones. Or if you like, you can donate to us. Uh, $1 a month gets you all of our bonus content, including our new show, Three Star Special. Where that we, is now a series. Where we choose movies that we think are completely average three star movies. And then me and Brooks and Kim will watch them and talk about them. And we most recently watched Tom Brady's movie, 80 for Brady. Uh, and Tom Brady was in it. Which we liked to somewhat varying extents. Yeah. Um,. So if you if you want to know our full you know thoughts on uh, Tom Brady's acting abilities, you'll have to check out you know that podcast. Does does uh, does Lily Tomlin say fuck? Does T- Sally Field say fuck? Does Tom Brady say fuck? One of the answers to those maybe yes. So, so, someone in. says fuck one time in this movie. So yeah, they, they use their the, one and they they, uh, they use it you know at at a extremely uh, you know impactful moment to maximize the effects of it. 
So. Yeah. I won't spoil it, but Guy Fieri's cock is involved. Yeah, def- like prominently. Uh, yeah. More than you would expect. Yeah, make sure you watch the unrated version. Mm-hmm. Uh, $5 gets you all that, plus uh, you can request albums for us to listen to on Fun Point. Uh, and you get shadows at the end of episodes. Uh, $10 gets you all that, plus special user status in the Discord. And we'll create a Fire Pro Wrestling monster uh, if you want to download the entire NWA roster and kind of sim your own uh, version of Billy's uh, Dark Vision. You yeah. go ahead and do that, but I'm personally you, not going to do that. If you could just book like a, a custody of Bobanata ladder match against Cornifer, like that would be great that for would me. Be I'd appreciate fantastic. that. Yeah, it's it's going to be <laughs> it's like a handicap match. We're on the same team and we're just like yeah. burying Cornifer. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the thing that all tag teams do in the Royal Rumble where it's like. We're, we haven't realized yet that, like, only one of us can have wife. Yeah. Until until we kill Cornifer, and then it's like, and then we right, both, well, I'm going to go yeah. be in my monogamous marriage now. See you later, man. That's what I was going to do. We both, uh, we both, like, we both throw everyone out of the ring and then look at each other and realize we're the only two left in. It's like, oh, yeah. no. And then we both eliminate each other, and, like, Quarrel shows up, and he had only gone through the middle rope, so he actually wins. And then you find out fucking Zot was hiding under the ring the whole time, so he wins. Fucking... Yeah. Asshole. Fuck is out. Anyway, next we have Geek USA. And when I heard this when I was 13 years old, this is the sickest shit I ever heard in my life, dude. So I didn't like, yeah, so apparently close to 30 overdubbed guitars used in this, which I didn't even know you could do. Mm-hmm. But it, do, it did make the sound different in a way that I found enjoyable. And it's, it's awesome. Um, I like the guy who just tried to post the tab for the guitar solo in the annotations and fucked it up completely. Making yeah, that's completely, cool. Completely illegible. I don't think you can play that, man. Uh, please reconsider this. Yeah. Uh, 41 people upvoted it, though. So, great. Well, it, in, in one of Guitar World's most famous features, they ranked the top 100 greatest guitar solos of all time, and uh, this is number 54. Mm-hmm. Ranking above Santana, Black Sabbath, Eric Clapton, Frank Zappa, and many more notables. Oh, so. Let me go. I'm going over... Uh, Frampton. I'm searching Frampton, and I'm not seeing it on here. So. Oh well, let me. That well, can't be right. This is not. This doesn't even link to Guitar World. Come on now. Yeah, this is this is LiveAbout.com's 15 best guitar solos. Give give me Guitar World. Uh, so I understand how you can't like rate things that are from a, a million years ago to like the modern standards we have. Yes. But this has Johnny B. Good at 12. It's like, come on now. Like it's it's a fun riff. What's the problem? Like, anything Slash has ever played is better than Johnny B. Good. Like, I know you know like <laughs> let's be realistic though. What I appreciate about um Johnny B. Good, just for you know, historical reasons, the reason I respect Johnny B. Good is that it allowed us to have uh, a wrestler in the early nineteen hundreds who went who went by Johnny B. Bad. Mm-hmm, that is and, and also, he was like, played okay. by Mark Marrow, which Johnny is pretty B. good. Johnny B. Good did come out in 1958, so I, I understand how that would rip everyone's dick off. Like, at No, the time. people pretend that like Ocarina of Time is good because it came out in Vampire Times, even mm, though... Exactly. There's, yeah, it's, it's, the, there's, it's like, before Johnny B. Good, like, nobody knew what to do with the strings. They were, like, putting their arm into the hole and, like, moving the strings to the side so they could fit their hand in there. They didn't know how to do the guitar yet. Yeah, but then two years later, there was a game that had, like, an annoying mechanic, and everyone said, oh my god, this is the best shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's like the game that's, like, famous for, like, having a a temple that's, like, the worst temple of all time, and everybody's like, this is the perfect game, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are you enjoying it? I'm just saying, you didn't need the expansion pack to play Ocarina of Time. That's what I'm saying. So, Um, I don't know, that's, that's your... 
Are you are you enjoying your time in Hyrule? Are you? Uh... I am, but it's it's like it's Uh-oh. the annoying. No, I like it. I like going around and stuff. But I feel like if I don't accomplish something when I play a game, like I waste I wasted my time. You know. Oh, if I, mean? I go to a location and there's no new shrines to find, I'm like I. Goodbye. Exactly. So I, I would, you know, like search around forever looking for, for various like shrines or, or different landmarks. And I get there and I'm like, oh, that's where a little a little Korok is going to be. And then I get there and there's nothing there. I feel like, oh, well, that was well, I'm just turning. I would have put a Korok there. Yeah. Uh, personally. And I would go, yeah, ha, ha. And then I would give myself a little treat for it. I, um, I know that we're all very mean to, to Koroks, which I'm not going to get in the way of. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I really enjoy their sound, and I love Hestu's funny dance and song. Like, I've, I'm finding them very enjoyable. I am at the point where it's like, oh, I can upgrade your inventory for eight Koroks. I'm like, I don't, come on. I'm not giving you that many. Like, <laughs> yeah, once, yeah, once you get to, like, eight, it's like, I'm not. I had to put, like, eight triangles into a triangle slot to get this, so I'm not. Yeah, like, you, you used to give me the same thing for one. So, like, what's going on here? The, you know, the... <laughs> Damn, inflation's crazy. Anyway, here's 19 Damn. Korok seeds, so you can give me one more shield. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, the game, hey, the game seems good, and I'm not going underground again. So. No, I'm. I, I got. I got a big sword down there once by accident, and I'm like, I got what I need. Have fun, everybody. I was just looking around, and I got the armor, and it's like, oh, here's the armor that lights up around you when you're in the dark. And I said, that's useless because I'm never gonna have to put that on again. So yeah, I'm I've like the luchador armor glows. I don't give a shit. It looks cool. I mean, that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear that one. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, to talk about Geek USA from uh, Corgan Comes Alive, mm-hmm. I. <laughs> In this one, he like he ta- he talks about like Siamese twins at the wrist, which like I'm sure is probably like a racist term. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably should have looked that up before the episode. Mm-hmm. I think probably conjoined twins is probably the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- this might also just be because I was I was a kid, but like when you were growing up, didn't it feel like conjoined twins were like a huge cultural deal? Like there was, that was like one of the main things in pop culture. But I, I feel like it did, but I feel like that's because if there wasn't the, the like magazine cover that had the lost bat boy or whatever on it. Sure. Like here's twins that are connected at the brain. And then they would just kind of run that on alternating. I just, I feel like like that was on like every, like 30% of all shows until like 2006 Mm. were like, these two girls have four legs, but they shared the same brain. Are they mm. allowed to ride King Daka at Six Flags? <laughs> yeah, Find out yeah. tonight. And it's so someone interviewing them and they're like, you know, every every day of our life is we struggle so much, but we're just doing our best to to stay alive. And like, so do you have to buy two tickets when you take an airplane? It's like, um, <laughs> yes, we do. Wow. Anyway, bye. We'll see yeah. these people again in two months with the new special. Yeah. Know. Awesome. It was nine eleven changed a lot. Nine eleven changed a lot. Next song we have is mayonnaise. Uh, sorry to all the haters. This song is fucking good, dude. It's good. They should have had a different. They had should have had an extra N in mayonnaise though. But mayonnaise, I don't. I don't like don't, that it's like edgily and heterodoxically spelled wrong. I don't like uh-huh, that. Uh huh. Um, it is kind of the so two things. One is the the solo at the start's really good because yeah. it sounds good and I can play it. So that's how you it's know got it's those, a, it's those a mark. twinkly emo guitars perk right mark, up as soon as I heard mark it. of quality. There's also the the weird noise that the guitar makes, like like that kind of thing every now and yeah. then. And I was very up because I was like, Billy Corgan, you are a guitar virtuoso. How did you make that noise? That's not something a guitar does. And then you look up the video. He's just like, oh, we got a really cheap bad guitar and we played it and it would do that. So we put that in the song. It's like, yeah. oh, great, awesome. 
Do you want to throw some like adjectives and like call it like your prodigious guitar or something? Um, yeah, but you know, if it if it didn't like speak to my to my soul or or, or I was trying to think of something like a soulful guitar, you know, because it's like, right. filled with like electricity. I, I'm, I'm playing magnanimous riffs. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. And on on the on the broken guitar, and then it sound it sounded good. So. Um, I like that he's sort of like an evil, like he's like kind of like a golem character in this one. Like he's mm-hmm. he's very like, where our secrets go? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very That's like small and evil, which I which yes. I always appreciate. Uh-huh. I will. <laughs> it's good. I like it. This he says act- I will like eight times. It's That's fun. that. I think that's how the fiend would sing. Oh, I don't I mean, even want to think about that, man. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry for scaring you. But. I'm trying to keep the mood light. Fuck. Uh, I know. But, you know, when we get through these dark times, we have to face the darkness rather than... Yeah, you're right. It, so. You're right. Uh, I'm going to so. I'm gonna play, like, the yes or yes video quietly in another tab and just, like, look at it to calm down. Uh, another... She, she says, shut my map and strike the demons. The demon, Finn Balor. He's here. Um, oh, it's cool that uh, they call Ganondorf the Demon King because, like, that was Finn Balor's thing first. Mm-hmm. Remember when, like, didn't didn't something happen where, like, the the demon's heartbeat like started and then he came alive <laughs> again and then like Roman Reigns speared yes. him and he died? Okay, <laughs> that was uh, yeah. The, the Finn Balor's demon character is over two recently because he okay. got he, he got jobbed out by Edge at WrestleMania in a Hell in a Cell match that they had to stop because he he got a little blood on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this other guy, he's just like an Irish guy and he's like five, two and his name is Finn Balor. And, mm-hmm. uh, he was like the coolest guy in the world in Japan. And then he came over here and everybody, uh, called him, uh, our wee cousin Fergal. And mm-hmm. then he, he decided to, to do this face paint called the demon, which I guess everybody was just cool with, even though I wouldn't. He, I, the wouldn't, demon, I um, wouldn't show that image in a cultural studies class the thing, I, as the like, thing a, he, this is the guy I like. The, the thing we're talking around here is that the demon uh, Finn Balor would have uh, dreadlocks, so he had like, and a dreadlocks most, hat. And uh, most of his face is painted, is painted uh, black. completely black, but yeah. there's always like just red. enough. There's like also like some white teeth and like red. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which which is not the three colors I would have selected. A, for, and a trying big to tastefully red, ab- a big red smile on his yeah. That's why I'm like, if I, I feel like if you made the demon like I don't fucking gray or like blue, how about or this? How about instead of dreadlocks, you put like a big horn on his head? How about that? Like, yeah, and he comes. So he what Eddie is remembering is there was a match against the tribal chief Roman Reigns in mm-hmm. which he, he only becomes the demon when he becomes super pissed and he's like unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got like thrown outside of the ring, and then his heart started beating again, which meant that the entire arena started like pulsing with red light, and he started like convulsing. And then he went up to the top rope, revived to do his big finishing coup de gras maneuver off the top rope. But then the top rope uh, was gimmicked to just like snap, so he fell down on his ass and got pinned immediately and, and lost, he lost clean. Yeah. And it was never explained again. It never came up. It wasn't even like it was revealed that Paul Heyman. No, he just no, like it just happened that way. He just did yeah. some real goofy shit that like no has never happened to anybody else he just sucks that bad it's cool that like he's supposed to have some like otherworldly supernatural ability but the rope broke and he lost like that's really cool to me and we like now he's now he's like he's like one of the goons for Rey mysterio's son's evil submissive team that's fantastic thank god vince is back he's back in a big way i will do you want to talk about space boy next space boy next um this uh this song called space boy 
Um, Billy Corgan, in my uh, my research, in to add on to the annoying things about him, such as going on Alex Jones and owning the NWA, yeah. he seems to be... Dude, he does this thing where he's like, my brother has many different disabilities. Yeah. And that's really hard on me, Billy Corgan. Like, he seems to go down that path a lot. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they're, they're obviously like it's like, hey, if you have like if you're coming from a shitty home situation, you had to you had to grow up at an early age and like mm-hmm. be a surrogate father to your to your to your like little brother who has like who has various disabilities that he's that are that is impacting his life. But when I was like I was reading like the annotations, it was always like Billy Corgan had to play basketball three times as hard as all the other kids to entertain his brother who was watching him and looking for inspiration. Yeah, I know. And he like, had to he had okay. to drain forty foot jumpers all the time, which he yeah. did. <laughs> and he didn't even have Steph Curry at the time to inspire him, so he had to like you know do his best out there. He would take a shot and say Billy because he believed in himself so much. There anyway. nobody knows what this song is about, even though it's very obvious. Because you go to the bridge and it's just him repeating "I want to go home." Mm-hmm. The people on Genius are like, "That's a reference to what Bubba said in Forrest Gump," and put a, put a picture of Bubba from Forrest Gump saying, "Forrest, I want to go home." Oh, this is a reference to. Uh, I know we were talking about him playing uh, basketball before, but he would play baseball a lot, and that's what you say when you go up to bat. You'd say, "I want to go home," like you want to score. Oh, because you round the bases, yeah. Yes, and then you you end up on home plate. Yeah, and that's also what Eddie says when the game has reached seven innings. Yeah, exactly. By the time, you know, the Mets are down seven to three in, in the eighth, I'm like, I also would like to go home. Yeah. I'll stay around to hear the Italian song, and then we're fucking beating traffic. Let's go. We're out of here. Yeah, let's go. Um, did, did you like the the secret crude outro? Where it's, it's like, so there's there's a song, and it's kind of talking about, like, you know, he's like talking about, you know, OK, he had to he had to take care of his brother because his parents were either, you know, abusive or, or distant. And he had to, you know, like raise his brother and, and both of them had to grow up together, you know. And then there's like a, a phone recording of a lady talking about like honking on Bobo or something like. Yeah, I didn't. And it's apocryphal. Like the, I saw a theory where it's like, oh, this was a woman who was on an episode of Geraldo that Billy used to watch. So we put my that in the song would watch about it every like, single day the same episode of Geraldo Rivera. Yeah, we only had one channel and it was only one episode all day. It was like how MTV plays ridiculousness, but it was the episode <laughs> yeah. of Geraldo where a woman was like, "I was masturbating my husband to completion and I mm-hmm. liked it. Mm-hmm. Great, cool." Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, next we have Silver Fuck. This song's you called. S- you can't say that this shit. This, this, you know what they put a song out called Silver Fuck. In 1993, can you believe it? Can you can you, can you can you believe that shit? And it's nine minutes. I got it. So I I basically have only one thing to say about this song. It's the, not prog. The drum when it's not prog. Two the drums are really fucking good on this song. Okay, he's going off. Drummer, let's let's get some credits for you. Uh, so we can we, Jimmy Chamber Jimmy Chamberlain, you are going nuts on this one. Respect. Uh-huh. I know that dude's British. Uh, let's see. Can we find out some information? I'm doing my research. Is an American drummer. Aww. Well, I'm sure. I'm British grandma or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, after the Siamese Dream Tour, the song's live form would change, would change drastically. The iconic riff would be removed, and the band would oftentimes stretch the song out to at least 20 minutes, with one live version clocking in at 34 minutes and 48 seconds. Okay, that sounds so like shit to me, man. Let's take out the best part and make it three times as long. Go team. Awesome. I don't, that's where I'm like, I don't know if I like music as much as other people. Cause mm-hmm. I remember, I remember when the, like, when the Watch the Throne tour was happening. 
Mm-hmm. I remember hearing like, hey, I just came back from watch the Watch the Throne tour. They played in Paris 11 times in a row. Yeah. It was the coolest. And I was like, so brother, I don't need all that. Was, was that a thing they did frequently or was that the time when they were like filming the video? Because I know that story. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, an, it was a legendary night, I guess. Yeah. That or that's the thing. Everyone just always says they were at that show where they. I do like the you make everybody think they're in the video. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. I was in. I was in section uh, two forty seven. So you have to really look there for me. But I was there. They played it thirteen times actually. Um, and it was in Paris, which was the funniest thing. I was in Paris also as well when I saw. Right. That's cool. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. I I used to say like, oh yeah, I saw uh. Kanye West on the Yeezus tour at the Barclays Center and Most Def was there and I saw him and I said to Chris that's Most Def um, and now I never oh, shit. that show For, from Be Kind Rewind yeah I, I didn't I didn't go to that show though that's what I would say like if I went to it um, yeah but I didn't do that so. can I um can I be honest about the song mm-hmm. uh, when the instruments drop out halfway through I sleeping so yeah like, let's I've, kick, turn let's the riff up, back on put the the famous riff of the song get it back. We back. say we we sometimes we talk our little shit about like you know the 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 narrative structure where you know it's introduction rising action and all that shit mm-hmm. where it's like it's boring you know switch it up every now and then put the climax in the beginning fuck um I don't like it when a song starts very very loud and like riffy and there's drums in it mm-hmm. and then there's a middle part like minute six where through that eight happen. where you're just sort of like mumbling arrhythmically but she yeah. was my lover so sweet. Yeah. Like, can you do that while, like, Slash is tearing up his Les Paul or something? Like, yeah. Can you, you can say the same words. Just, like, turn up the mic and let Slash... Just like, have, like, a wailing guitar thing. in the background as you say that. Yeah, yeah or if, yeah, if you could have, if you could have, like, I don't know, like, uh, MCA behind you, like, at the very end being, like, so sweet. Like, at mm-hmm. the end of everything. Like, give mm-hmm. it some rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um... Anyway, and anyways, it ends. He, he says, "Mate, you got a hole in your head," and then the riff comes back, and it's good yeah, again. You got a hole in your head. Uh, next, we have uh, "Sweet Sweet," which is a short song compared to the last one. Uh, once again, a thing I'm realizing now: the guitar on this song sounds really fucking good, very crisp, very clear. And then the rest of it, it's like, eh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I've got my. I took me a second to realize what I meant. I wrote down this one has Delilah guitars, which is a reference to the the uplifting radio show Delilah. Yes. It's very upbeat. It feels like you're like you're frolicking in a gazebo in the med in like a meadow listening to this. Mm-hmm. Which compared to the rest of the album is a you know right. You just got off the Silver Fuck Express. Yeah, and now and now it's sweet, sweet. You know, like a little sweet. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> like a little treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's you know based. It's it's a short song and it's about um something, but it's impossible. It's a, it's what uh, Bullet Club members say to each other. And that's sweet, what that's sweet. About. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, anyway, finally we have Luna, which is another like a uh, slow song kind of to close us out. Yeah. Not not what I was expecting from the. Uh, you were you yeah. were hoping for like a Kung Fu Kid on the Luna or something like that. I was a little bit hoping. To like, be is there a latchkey kid or anything? No, okay. No, right. no, it's about uh, being so in love with someone. Which oh yuck, oh brother. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was about uh, no no references on this one because every every other one is about this is about. Uh, Billy Corgan's girlfriend, this person, and that people people say this is about being uh with Courtney Love, who is famous. Um, yeah, she did. She did the band Hole. Uh huh. Uh, and he says, uh, in the liner notes once again, I'm in love with someone that doesn't love me. My songs are better than hers. This is my way to prove a point not worth making. All right, well, who? Oh, <laughs> bro, who let him cook? <laughs> 
bro is saying nothing. Bro, I request elaboration. Yeah. Um, I liked how the verse one starts out with, uh, what moon songs do you sing your babies? I learned on Genius. This inaugurates the motif suggested by the title, Luna meaning moon. That's, someone definitely- Moon song is a reference to moon. One, it's a reference to moon, and also you had to go heavy on the thesaurus on that one, mate. You got a hole in your head. Yeah, this dude said inaugurates. He's this song, this motherfucker said Joe Byron starts the song off of Moon by talking about the sun and wife of sky. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I bet it sure did. Yeah, these days people rethink the moon is, is wife of sun. It's clearly moon. It, it, it's, clear, it's clearly moon. It's made out of moon, so, so jot that down. Yeah, exactly. Take notes on that. And yeah, this is a song about, like, what if Billy Corgan was, like, in love with you in real life? What would you do? Haha. Haha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would end the album immediately. Well, if Billy, if Billy Corgan was in love with me, I would just use that to politic my way to the NWA uh, World Heavyweight World Championship. World Heavyweight title, yeah. Defeating EC3 in, in front of 28 screaming fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's what you have to do to take back your narrative. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If, if you really want to have control over that stuff, that's what... It sucks. EC3 used to be so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's, he's free from the restraints of, like, uh, being woke, so... Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish Goldberg didn't kick him in the head or whatever happened that, like, yeah, like, like that. got rid of his funny gene. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's Siamese Dream. Um, hey, that, did mm-hmm. did did you like it? I I don't uh, listen. I'll I'll tell you. It's it's kind of funny because I, the reason I picked it was because I was like, I know you know three or four songs on this album that I like, and I want to go in and hear the whole album to see you know how it holds up. Uh, and now, after listening to it a lot, I think, yeah, I'm probably just gonna listen to those three or four songs. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I get, yeah, I get, the, if I need to, like, dip into Geek USA or something like that one of these days, yeah. like, I could, I could do that. I know where I got, it is now. I, you know, I, I got mayonnaise on a playlist. I'll put, uh, you know, Disarm on something, just because it sounds like the way it sounds. Yeah, it's Becky Lynch's finisher. It's a great, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do we do now? We do Slop City Slop conventionally. City. All right, let me let me get on over to there. Um, I am scrolling down, and you went first last time. That's right. Which means I am going uh, first now. Um, so I was gonna pick a a, a smashy smashy punky a pumpkin song, right? Uh, but now I'm kind of mad at Billy, and I, I want to get away from him for a little bit. I want to distance yeah. myself from Billy. Uh, so c- to kind of continue the, uh, the trend that we're on of just picking K-pop songs. Sure. Uh, I'm going to pick Rover by Kai. Sure. Uh, and this, and, and mainly because in the video there's, there's a dance that Kai does and all the K-pop people were doing the dance. Okay. Uh, and and this, I saw, is a, this is a recent drop? It's a recent, uh, probably within the past few months. And I saw, uh, Momo <laughs> do the, Momo did the dance with Kai. Okay. So that Momo was your in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of... He's oh, I'm seeing they have a song called "Say You Love Me" on the on their EP. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, I love the, I love this new comeback from Kai. A new, yeah. The the third mini album from Kai. All right. Uh, so respect. Respect. Anyway, uh, that that's that's my pick. Um, I'm just gonna do like a funky good time song that I've been listening to a lot lately. Uh, we were Celebrate I was hang- good times. Come on. I was on a, a road trip with my buddies, and we were all like, "What's a song that like has a part that like." Uh, like scratches your brain good that like has like a fun like sing-along part mm-hmm. um and this one was introduced to me it's called don't touch by Ty verdes okay and it's on um it's the apparently it's this is like a tiktok person mm-hmm. um i don't know any about that anything about that shit but the song is good okay i will 
I think he did the song that was like, I'll be okay, which I I don't know. I've heard that song 500 times. I can't tell you where I ever heard it. There's so many songs that I know and I have no idea who sings it. Yeah, like I've I've seen that in some fucking Hardee's commercial every day of my life, but I just I can't remember where. Yeah, exactly. Um... Okay, so that that's upsetting. Next, we have questions where if you sent us a fucking question, yeah, I'd be able to oh, read it. Oh, is somebody exploring the fucking depths in Hyrule? Oh, oh somebody too, too busy, busy to send in a oh, question. Oh, did we not want to listen to Billy Corgan for some reason? Oh, yeah, we didn't want to either, but we <laughs> did. Yeah, <laughs> we're learning and growing every day. Uh-huh. Um, well, anyway, you made an so- entire JPEG for them, and they said, "Fuck you." Yeah, I had to find two images and go into MS Paint and hit paste. <laughs> I had to, I had to search from colon drill and then like baby. put in the words like pumpkin, baby, baby. sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Geek USA from drill. Yeah, nothing comes up. National Wrestling Alliance. <laughs> National Wrestling Alliance drill. Uh, thank you to our uh, best friend of the show and above tier donors, starting with. Oh, uh, let's see. Valerie W., Trigger Harpy, Tufster McGee, The Master DS, Sylvie Bullet, So Nasty, Stephanie Ruff, and now I'll look at the rest of them. Uh, Silvery Air, Central Kazoo, Sarah McClintock, Sarah Lucky Dice Kirby, Ryan West, Paul Moran, Paul Blart Fleshcart, Old Petey, Morg Haunting the Morg, Molly Schaefer, MJ Jenny, Minoan Chomsky, Milk Succubus, Matt Berger, Maggie Rice, Lenini, don't you be a meanie, Huey, K Darling, It Was a Penguin, Hecopee, Graham of Steel, Ducky Aisha, Dio Brando Stole My Massive Joe Star Dick, Derek, Great Dick Soul, David Besser Rhymes with Lesser, Chris, Hey Bro, I know you're a big Smashy punk- Pumpy fan. <laughs> let, me know, let me know what you think of this episode. <laughs> Caroline Savage, Brianna, Big Titty Goth Treadwife, Audrey Elson, Anna XB, Andres Gonzalez, Amy, Alex C, Aditya Kumar, Sarah and Blair, Roy, Paul Bechtel, Patrick Gallagher, Neve Noel Williams, Kush Bayou star, Josh Veal, <clears throat> Elliot Valentine, Destry Hawk, Curse Goat, Caroline Belock, Big Flat Bunt, Barrier Trio. Bean! I didn't pick up your beans on that one, but that I was, know it was there. That was a quiet bean. It was there, though. It was, it was, a, it was a distant bean. I had a long day at work. It was, I could only give you the quiet one. Antigone Progany and Alex Schaub. Thank you for your generous donations. Respect. Respect. And uh, now we've reached the time of the hour where you tell me what, what surprise you have in store. Yeah, I, yeah, we talked a little bit on the air. I had like a really like shitty evil one prepared. And one then that I was, like, you what? kind of didn't even want to listen to? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, it was one that I didn't even listen to the album the full way through. Uh, and then like, before we were set to record like an hour before i was like let me dip into one of these skits and see what that's about and it was just like mm. it was the most homophobic shit i've ever heard in my life so, so i was like so did you pick maybe? another eminem album for me or no i was gonna make us listen to broken side but i oh no dude come on i, I you said you said for phase three you wanted to do it i know but we're better than that like come on yeah it's a really evil album i couldn't get through it <laughs> So, so we're not going to do that. Okay, well, what instead do you have lined up? I wanted to check in. How are you? What's what's your vibe? Like, what's your... My vibe, like, so I'll tell you, we are... I, I believe I saw uh, somewhere today in school, we have 17 school days left in the year. Okay. And we're currently doing uh, state testing. So that's kind of like... It's like the end is on the horizon. I'm almost free for a couple months. But I still, I still got a little bit to go. You know what I mean? 
Okay. Uh, so that's kind of my vibe. Hopefully so this helps you in some way. I have, so this is, I'm looking at seven options. Okay, all right. Could you just hit me with a number between one and seven? Uh, well, every time I played baseball and I was able to have an official number, my number was seven. Because that's how old I was the first time I played organized baseball, and I stuck with it forever. So, let's go number seven. All right, let's do that. We're going to do the heist by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Ah! <laughs> up like the ceiling can't hold us. Like the ceiling can't hold us. We talk about it all the time. I want to know if it's good. Let me, hold on. Let me, let me Google this. The heist, uh, Macklemore... Man, that was not a number I was hoping you would say. And this album is uh, 64 minutes. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, bro, this this has the same love on it. Let's fucking go. I think it might be good. I want to pop some tags. Oh, man, this is going to be a good <laughs> episode, dude. Is this the one that beat Kendrick Lamar? I like, mean, I think so. It's, it's the one, right? What is it? What other album does he have? Yeah, there's no other album, right? Like, this has to be... Let, let me see. Uh, Grammy. Yeah. It Apparently won, in 2016... I mean, it won the Grammy Award for Best Rap Album. So, it was nominated for Album of the Year. So, it's probably good, right? It's probably... Listen, We have, everybody has strong opinions about Macklemore, but, like, nobody knows about Ryan Lewis. What's he bring in? Schoolboy Q was on this album? <laughs> We go- oh yeah um, okay we gotta do this now. okay you're on we board gotta, now oh, we gotta listen to the latest we gotta. Us. we gotta listen to this shit dude yeah there was in every other reality you were just assigned uh, freaks by broken side so I'm really glad that we um, I'm glad this is the reality this is the one reality where everybody that's, lives that's such the like that's such a little finger maneuver of being like you could have been assigned broken side but instead yeah. you've won with Macklemore. Like, yes, we did. Yeah, it's it's some real, like, you ask your kid, do you want to brush your teeth now or after? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it, they don't realize it, but you're not giving them the choice to brush their teeth. You have it. You're going to have to listen to this crazy ass white boy. Um, Really, the longest song in this album is Same Love. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it's, it's really like good. A, dude. It's like a thinker. OK, I can't wait. Well, join us in two weeks when. uh. Listen along with us. Listen along with us, why don't you? Enjoy. Phase three for me is ending up being a lot of just like, what if I, what if, what if I assigned you a very unpopular album by a white rapper? That's been, I'll I'll have to get off the trend. And then occasionally, like, what if we listen to a K-pop girl group? But it's mostly just like. Why is Absol on this album? What is going on? Um, I don't know. I I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. (laughs) <laughs> fuck you pretty good i th- i have s- i'm so interested in this now that's what i, I have i had like I, there weren't any options that like i felt like 100 percent great about but it's like there's some it'll be good to have this oh, in the bro. tank he got the denny international middle school choir on this one on track 11 let's go all right well let's, we should wrap it up because i know you just want to dive right in you just want to please apple give me the hi- give me up. the highest fidelity you have look, look go on to uh the 
the page for this album. There's a song called Wings on this album. Please go to the Wikipedia page for the song Wings and look at the single art for this album. Okay, I'm at I need heist. you to do this I'm right going now down before to we sign Wings. Off. We're not going. It's is it like a Paul McCartney thing? Oh, nope. cool, dude. Everyone, please do that. Look up the Macklemore and Ryan Lewis song Wings on Wikipedia and just look at that album art and kind of think about that for the next two weeks. And that's yeah. where we're gonna hit you. Okay. That's uh, cool. That's. That's Give cool. Me some reggae. Yo, What's DJ the fucking... That shit. Like the ceiling can't hold us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>